0: What's up futurists? It's Tuesday, September 22nd, and I'm coming at you this morning with the best one yet. It's T-Boy Tuesday, for sure, but I'm even more hyped than usual and it's because of you guys. This podcast is shattering its own records every single week and we just broke 600 weekly listeners. That's 600 in 1 week. Let's go. I'm hyped. But you know that's not enough for me. Nothing. Is enough for me. So help me get to 800 weekly listeners in the next two weeks, setting the goals high, being mighty ambitious like we do here at Our Future. So review me on Apple Podcasts, share it with your roommate, drop it in a Zoom chat. Let's tell the world about the best business podcast on this planet. I've decided I'm going to increase transparency with all of you about what I'm doing here in my childhood bedroom slash podcast studio. I started a show back in May, but now I'm starting a startup. Yes. Our Future is a media company, Our Future LLC to be exact, and it has the mission to create aspirational content for curious young business leaders. That's why I'm launching a new series on this podcast where every week in a short episode, I will reflect on the successes and challenges of growing a podcast, growing a newsletter, and positioning a brand. So if you're interested in going behind the scenes in content creation, media strategy, entrepreneurship, be on the lookout for my new series this week. That was a long intro, but I'm psyched to introduce my next guest, Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. It's a publication I read every single month to fuel my inner fire for business building and innovation. It's got some amazing stories. And if you've seen the video clips I post to LinkedIn, there's at least three Entrepreneur Covers you can spot in my background so you know I'm a huge fan. Jason is also the host of three podcasts, Pessimist Archive, Hush Money, and Problem Solvers. So if you like what he has to say, Go check him out, he's crushing it right now. Let's dive into this interview. When you were 20, it's my favorite question to ask all the people I bring on. It's, did you see yourself doing what you do now back then?
1: No, I saw myself as writing and communicating. And I couldn't have really told you a lot more past that. I mean, when I was 20, I was in college, I guess. So I was running my student magazine and I was experimenting with like screenwriting, which it turns out I was really bad at, and fiction, which I was also really bad at, though I I have managed to actually publish a novel. Um, And I knew at that point that the thing that I was good at was communicating. And yet I hadn't found my voice yet, and I hadn't figured out what my path was, and I didn't really know what I was communicating about. And so what I did was just threw myself into it and figured I would learn what I could from the experiences that I had available to me, and then I would grow from there. And at some point, I came to understand the world of magazines and that being an editor-in-chief was a not entirely unreasonable goal, which wasn't to say that I was going to get there, but that all came in time. So at the very beginning, all I had was the really, really raw material.
0: And was there a certain moment when you kind of realized how awesome it was to talk to entrepreneurs and, and learn from them that, that, that they would be an amazing study for writing and communication and that they're just these incredible people? You know, it
1: didn't occur to me. I didn't know that honestly until I got to Entrepreneur Magazine because I my background is not in entrepreneurship and it isn't really even in business journalism. I did do business journalism before. At one point, I was I was an editor at Fast Company, a senior editor at Fast Company for I don't know three years maybe. But I I hated. I actually hated it to be honest with you. I I really didn't like working at Fast Company, and the reason in part was because Fast Company was really obsessed with these very large brands and kept returning to these same brands over and over again. And, you know, once a company reaches a certain size and you start dealing with seasoned executives, you don't get a real story of entrepreneurship anymore. What you Mm -hmm. get is people who are very practiced in talking points. And I hated that. I just really hated it. And so I kind of hated talking to these people. And so when I returned to entrepreneur, to business magazines with entrepreneur, I I honestly didn't exactly know what I was getting myself into. It was a really good opportunity as a magazine maker, but I didn't know who I was going to start talking to. And then as I got out there and realized that this is a totally different breed of people, The the entrepreneurs who are scrappy in building businesses and are very open about their failures and their struggles are completely different from seasoned executives at Fortune 500 companies. And Mm -hmm. I loved talking to them. I found them enthralling and engaging and fascinating. And it totally shaped me and the way that
0: I think about myself. One thing you just advanced in the, the note at the beginning of the most recent issue is Stop thinking about the what? Start thinking about the why just so right. much more because at the end of the day, you have to have it has to everything you do has to be mission driven. You explained it so much more eloquently than I can in this question,
1: yeah, sure. this is something that I had idea. I mean this this actually comes out of an observation not dissimilar to my answer to the first question that you asked me, which was that, at some point, as I had redefined myself a number of times—from being a small-town newspaper reporter to thinking of trying to like be a regular newspaper, like a large newspaper reporter—I imagined that I was going to be a columnist to some point, newspaper columnist at some point, to be a features writer, to be a whatever. Blah, blah blah. I've done it a million times, and so at some point, I started to think, you know, what am I except for this these series of job titles that I'm aspiring to? And I I realized that at my core was this thing, and it was telling stories in my own voice. That's the thing that I want. And if I can understand what's at my core, then I can find a million different ways to express it. And if you do that, then you don't get thrown off your center if something bad happens. So for example, if I imagined myself to be a magazine columnist and then I got a magazine column and then I lost the magazine column. Well now I'm nothing because I'm a magazine columnist without a magazine column. So I'm nothing. But if I define myself as somebody who tells stories in his own voice, then I can do that in any number of ways. I can do that in all the ways that I do it right now, which is make a magazine, write for a magazine, make a podcast, make three podcasts, do story, speak on stage. Um, I do all sorts of stuff. And so, um, yeah, I felt like as we were going through this moment in which the pandemic was radically altering people's understandings of themselves and their own businesses, that I needed to remind people that you can do that with your own business too. As long as you are aware of why you do something and what is the value beyond the product that you bring to people, you know, you're not a restaurant because you serve food. You're a restaurant because you give people an experience and you bring people together. And If you can keep that in mind, then you can realize that even though the pandemic may have altered the way that you do something, it cannot take away why you do it. And that is a mission that you can always find some new way to express.
0: To look at entrepreneur as a startup, as an organization in itself, how did you guys go about assessing that why that you guys have always had? It's always been an amazing why and bring that into the age of COVID. How did you guys employ new strategies, new mediums, new types of content when you know the world got rocked?
1: I, I actually I took to social media and I asked a lot of people, I posted a lot, and I asked people what they're looking for in this moment. And what they said was that they were looking for moments of um, inspiration, optimism, insights into how people have pivoted. They didn't wanna give up and they were looking for instruction on how to keep moving forward. And that's a version of what we were doing already, just had to be a little more catered. And so I felt like we had our editorial mission pretty sound. The the thing that we were thinking about structurally at Entrepreneur, and it was something that didn't dawn on us when the pandemic happened, it's something we've been thinking about for a while, but we rapidly accelerated it in a time of COVID was, You know the the entrepreneur, like any other media property, is very heavily dependent upon advertising revenue. The primary source of revenue, but you know the advertising industry is a is a a difficult one. It's it's up, it's down, it's hard to control. You're constantly trying to you know get new business. So how there were questions for us about how can we produce products and services where we're going direct to consumers, and so we can start to create. Different lines of revenue that aren't just about advertising, and so we had been working on that for a while. But mm-hmm. COVID, COVID did this thing to everybody, and it did it to us too. Which is that it 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 just rapidly accelerated everything. Right? It wasn't. It, COVID didn't turn cats into dogs, and it didn't make up into down. What it did was it shot everybody into the future. So the future. any whatever path you were going on, it just it just shoved you. Th- into it. And for us, we had been working on these things. And so we just, uh, we double and triple down on developing them and, uh, and have gotten a number of products out there already, like our start your own business online course and our entrepreneur leadership network and a bunch of things that we've been talking about for a while. And so that's, you know, that's very exciting. And I think is a good signal about where it is that we're going with the brand, which is not to say that we're abandoning working with advertisers. Of course, we're, you know, we produce all sorts of great editorial and and advertisers are great partners, but we have, we have um, a lot of other things that we're juggling now too.
0: Yeah. That kind of reminds me of a conversation I had with Audie Ignatius, who is the editor in chief of Harvard business review and he told me that he thinks the companies that do the best in the wake of COVID are the ones that stuck to their innovation plan, and it sounds like that's what you guys did. And it's a great decision because if you had been focused specifically on advertisers this whole time. Wow, that would have been quite a shock. And we did see advertisers pull back spend. What was it like for you guys to to kind of deal with that in the digital and online and, and print? It, you know, we're
1: fortunate because Entrepreneur remains a very relevant brand even in a time of pandemic uh, people are still going to be trying to run their businesses or start new businesses. I think we all understand that the way that we're going to move forward as an economy, as a nation is through entrepreneurs. So the conversations that we were having with sponsors who are, you know, largely people whose companies who in one way or another serve entrepreneurs or produce products for entrepreneurs. Um, those those folks understood the whole time that they need to continue to reach this audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that what it required of us is to just be even sharper. We needed to come up with programs that felt extremely of the moment. We needed to get more creative about ways that we could engage people and then bring advertiser messages to them, um, right? Like it's, in a way, this is not a bad thing. This is the kind of thing that we should always be doing anyway, but nothing like a good pandemic to really force you to think about it. So, um, so, you know, what, what can we, how can we be more creative with social? How can we create a webinar program? How Mm can we, uh, how can we rethink what our, you know, what our magazine is? I I mean, you know, you may have seen that our July, August issue, we completely reinvented top to bottom, uh, the entire structure, put 137 people on the cover. I mean, that was, that was a statement to readers and to advertisers alike that, um, you know, that we're, 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 we're there and we're there for
0: this moment you know, podcasting has become a huge part of the industry and you host three, man. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. It's uh, what are your thoughts on the industry? And I want to know more about your experience and what you think about it.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I love podcasting. I, I absolutely adore it. And there are a lot of challenges in this space. Discoverability is a huge, huge problem. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's very fractured. There are a million options that don't need to be a million options, platforms to listen on and ways to create the show number of hosts, visit. but it is exciting. I think it's, it's new. It's still very experimental. I know that there's a lot of like gnashing of teeth over various consolidations that are happening in the industry, you know, Spotify is buying up all these shows and producers, and there's a lot of money being thrown around. But honestly, I, I feel like if you can create something that is original, and that has a, a voice and a purpose in people's lives, it still breaks through. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of people who complain about uh, not being able to break through in the podcast space. But then I listen to their podcast, their podcasts suck. Like, you know, yeah, it, there's exactly. just there's a, like a lot of there's a lot of just like people talking to other people and that's boring. Uh, so um, not, you know, not to be insulting to this show, which is people talking to other people, but like, but, you, you know, know it's there's
0: 20 year old kid interviewing some of the most successful people in business with a ton of energy and a ton of ambition, 15 minute episodes instead of 40 to an hour. You just got to be fresh. You got to be innovative. That's exactly right. You have to be, you have to I'll always be thinking, what am I doing that is not
1: already out there? And how am I serving people? that nobody else is. And if you can answer those questions, then I think you're on your path.
0: So to round this out, what is your piece of career advice to a young person, 20 year old, 22 year old going out graduating college right now?
1: I would say, um, you know, I would say just do it. Like, you know, not to not to be Nike here, but like literally just do it. Like, you you know, it doesn't I, I was just I was joking with some friends who were in just the other day who are in Um, they, they call themselves independent education consultants, which basically means that they're like college advisors. And their clients are always obsessed about getting into this school or that school. And I said, you know what, you guys should start, you should create a campaign called It Didn't Matter. And It Didn't Matter will just be all these very successful people talking about how it didn't matter what college they went to. And because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And so um, I, I think that the same can be true for a lot of the decisions that you make, um, especially early on, put yourself on a path to learning, put yourself on a path to experimentation, put yourself in a position where you can grow, but the specifics, the hyper specifics of what you're doing, they just don't matter. I went to work at men's health. Do you think that I care about fitness or like weight loss? I don't at all. But there was so much to learn there. And, you know, I went to work, I went to work at Maxim. Do I did I like that magazine? No, I hated that magazine. But there was something to learn there. Just right. go do it. Learn it. Put yourself in a situation to learn. That's all that matters. Just don't worry about it. Just get some momentum and keep going.
0: That echoes true for a lot of uh, a lot of the best career advice I've gotten. Just go out there and dip your toe in the water and get it done. Just get closer to the future, ladies and gentlemen. That was Jason Pfeiffer. He is the man behind Entrepreneur Magazine, their editor in chief. It's one of my favorite business publications, and it was an honor to bring him on my show. I really love his attitude on how businesses should think of themselves during a crisis. The fact that you should think about why you do something and not the what is extremely important. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. We'll be with you again on Friday with another insane interview with a crazy guest. I cannot wait to release that episode. So stay posted. Stay frosty, futurists. Can't wait for the future.